This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The Darkness Awaits. You are listening to the Secret Transmission Podcast, discussing conspiracies, paranormal, and the strange. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. This is a podcast about the strange and unusual, the secret and conspiracies, the fringe and the supernatural. This is a show where we do little to no research on our topics. We are not professionals in any field except speculation. This is the Secret Transmission Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about submitted ghost stories. I am your host... Toby, and alongside me are my lovely co-hosts. Please introduce yourselves. Rudy. Tyler. Kristen. And today, we are talking ghost stories from listeners and other podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> Not just regular ghost stories. No, no, no. They're, they're actual ghost, well, ghost experiences. I say right. ghost stories, but it's really ghost experiences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this might get interesting. So what we're going to do in this particular episode we are going to be reading god damn it what was i saying something about ghost stories and fan service yeah so yeah okay that'll work (laughs) fan service (laughs) we're we're going to be uh reading um submitted ghost experiences uh paranormal experiences but first i'd like to start out does anyone around the room have any ghostly experiences Rudy, yes. I know. I know we've talked about your shadow people kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. experience. Do you have anything else that's ever been like really weird that's unexplained? Here's your chance to ruin any time I'd ever. Oh, speaking of ruining oh, things, speaking yeah. <laughs> of ruining things, it was my little baby. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Silence your phone. I will. I'm sorry, your baby. Learned it was ruin a, a podcast. Picture. Apparently, guess who got to go to the aquarium today? Oh, he saw a turtle. Oh, the two-year-old saw the turtle. Okay, so, so, you did you have any other experiences, uh, paranormal of some sort? The only thing that I can really think of is me and my brother when we were really little saw a woman's face in a window from like across the across the house cuz we could see like all the way down to like a hallway where the utility room was at the end of the utility room was a a, a window right there right too high for anyone to really be standing by it was one of those that was kind of up high and kind of a short window and we came around the corner and we're standing in the hallway and we're looking all the way down this utility room and there's a woman staring right back at us and we just freaked the hell out. Ooh. So do you think that it was ghostly or something or do you think it was just a sh- now being older? How old were you when this happened maybe? Oh gosh, we were maybe eight and six or, you know, nine and seven. Right. We, we were younger. So being an adult, do you look back and say, oh, that was something spooky? Or do you think like, oh, the shadows and the glares and this and that? I don't know. I really don't know. Right. Because it was just, as a kid, you you know, you know perceive things different. And that's how I remember it. I just remember seeing a woman sitting there staring at us in the window. Realistically, it could have been someone looking in. But I don't know. 
Right. I really don't. Tyler, do you have anything interesting that I don't... I, you know what? I've never really heard of anything particular from you, like spooky or paranormal. I mean, other than just like, you know, little, you know, hearing sounds and stuff. I really haven't like seen anything. Nothing that's ever convinced nothing you. That that... Ever... Well, I mean, I'm convinced that there are things out there, but just from other ghost stories I've heard, I mean, from close family and friends, but right. I mean, my grandma's house was definitely haunted, but the only thing that ever happened to me was, you know, hearing a few footsteps and right. nothing... having a couple of TVs turn on and not huffing. Right. Okay. Kristen? Oh, yeah, I have so many. It's unreal. Give us, Give us one. Let me think of the best one that I got. So, in previous episodes, I've already said, like, a couple. But I will say... I don't think I've ever said this one, but... So, when me and my sister were little, my sister watched the craft, and she thought it was so freaking cool to do all that crap in there. So, me being three years younger than her, she was e- I was easily coerced to doing things with her. So, we were doing, uh, like, the... Where you throw the stones on your own make-believe Ouija board. Well, during the middle of it, the window breaks. And my sister was like, oh my god, did you see that person? They broke the window. Blah, blah, or they broke the window. Well, so she called the cops because our parents weren't home a lot during the day, like back in the day at night. And so uh, the cops came over and uh, they were like assessing the situation. And they said, well, the person that you saw couldn't have been on the outside that broke the window because the window was broken from the inside out. Mm. So from then on out, we were scared shitless to go into our room. We like slept in the living room in our parents' room <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> I think I've, I've touched uh, a little bit on uh, the house that I lived in with my my mom. My, my mom and dad are divorced. Uh, and at my mom's house, she, she, had, she lived in this one house that you could always hear like thumps and knocks and weird stuff coming from the garage. And I've talked about it in the past, how like I've, I would have friends that would stay the night and they want to, we were too manly to sleep in the same room. So they would sleep on the couches and stuff. And you know, we're 13, 14 at the time. They would take off running to my bedroom in the middle of the night and be like, there's something in the garage. And we had, uh, in the same house, me and two other friends, we we have this on video, so we're playing the Ouija board, and we've <laughs> we've got the candle lit, and uh, we're we're and we're moving, or the thing is moving, the planchette's moving, and um, we're asking it questions, and it slides off of the uh, Ouija board. Now it doesn't pick up on uh, the the uh, the video camera, but we heard a loud bang on the wall, which would have been my mom's room next to us, right? And my friend is standing up over the top of us recording uh, me and the other friend playing with the Ouija board. And he goes, uh, I'm going to sit down now because it freaked us out. I mean, and it happened as soon as it pulled off the board. And uh, we ended up like all three jumping up and, and running out. And my mom is sitting at the computer desk, which was in the living room. So she was and we were like, were you in your bedroom? She's like, no, I haven't been in there in about 15 minutes. Why? And because it, it had just happened. So I don't know. We've had just... I've had a lot of weird stuff in that one particular house with thumps and bumps and lights flipping on and, and being off or, you know, the opposite of what you leave it and TVs and all kinds of stuff. But that's 
Now, my mom has had a lot of experiences, which one day I hope we get her on because she's had some real crazy ones. If if anyone's been following our Instagram account uh, here as of lately, she's had some uh, weird handprints mm-hmm. show up. But I want to save that for her to explain herself. Right. Do you have that video? Which video? The one you said you were recording? I do, but I've I need... seen it. You've showed it to me before. I yes. want to watch it. It's on a Hi8 tape. Okay. So if anyone knows how to, like, if there's some kind of Hi8 converter or something that I can play it on, because I don't have a Hi8 uh, camera anymore. It's gone. I have no idea where that camera is. Mm-hmm. But I have the tapes. I also have a tape. I don't, I don't know how uh, ghostly this is. This may just be something i don't understand but so i used to have a weird fascination when i was a teenager for chocolate milk still do <laughs> i'm a weirdo I, sounds every, familiar every morning <laughs> I, I would make a great big glass of chocolate milk okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's just how i started my day so i had a couple of friends staying the night and they were in the room still asleep so i go out i, I woke up first i start pouring my my milk and i i put the cap back on top of the the milk jug right and i'm mixing up my chocolate milk and all of a sudden, the lid started going. I can explain that one. And and popping up and down. Wait, hold mm-hmm. on. Okay. So, with, oh, oh, go ahead. I want to hear what was causing that. Go go ahead. Finish your story. Go no, ahead. because it gets weird, and I want to. I want you to explain it from this point. I've had that happen too with um, caps on milk, and it's just it's gases. Gases. Gases from the milk being released. I've okay. seen it as well. Yeah. So it was doing it for mm-hmm. a really long time. Mm-hmm. And it was freaking me out because of the noises, you know, from the garage and all the weird stuff that's happened already. I ran into my bedroom, got my video camera, filmed it doing this for a good solid minute. And all of a sudden you can hear the the the, the landline uh, ring in the background mm-hmm. and it stopped immediately when the, the phone rang. Coincidence, maybe. It could be the gases, like you're saying, but it was one thing that always freaked me out as a kid. But, I mean, as soon as the phone starts ringing, mm-hmm. it stops. And I have that on tape, too. Gases, ghosts, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but it freaked me out a lot. And it was in the middle of the, you know, in the early in the morning, like 8, 9 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. So. Yeah, because if you don't put that lid on tight enough, it will pop it up. <laughs> it freaked me the hell out. We actually had it one time. It actually popped it completely off. And threw it on the floor. Really? Yeah. If anyone can back up Rudy's claims of gases from the milk, let me know. Motherfucker, I will go home and film one right now. Yeah. When we get off work. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. So, Blame it on ghosts. Since, uh, since I'm sure everyone can tell, that, does my voice sound like crap right now? No. Okay. You don't sound any worse than you usually do. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> Wish my, I had an air horn. I feel like my voice is going out, so I've asked for the help of my uh, co-host to read. Tyler? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Tyler's like me. He doesn't really particularly care for reading. This wasn't part of the contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he signed a contract that said he never had to read. Mm-hmm. Hi, my name is Lynn Shirley. You asked for ghost stories, and this is mine. My father was a pastor, but not a good person, more of a person who needed adoration and found a way to get it from the church. When I was a teen, he started studying Satanism because he said he needed to know the enemy. So he gathered everything in that area, talismans, satanic Bibles, you name it. Now, there were no rituals or sacrifices that you hear about as part of the 70 satanic hysteria, even though he was into the study of Satanism during this time. 
It's just that strange things started happening, and from this point forward, I've always had bouts of sleep paralysis. I'm a pretty logical thinker, and I'm not sure if this is phenomena or a physiological, but it's scary either way. And I'm going to tell you right now, sleep paralysis is fucking scary, okay? I can relate to this. But as far as the Satanism aspect, I've never, I've never known anyone in my family to practice that, so I really don't know. Anyway, back to the story. The thing I saw in the house didn't happen until I had moved away and was married with a young daughter. I went over to my parents' house to do laundry and was alone in the house. I walked past my parents' bedroom and suddenly I saw two red flashes behind their sheer curtain. I put my basket down and went to look behind the curtain, but nothing was there. This set of windows faced a screened porch and there was nothing on the porch that explains the lights and nothing from the street that could have reflected due to bushes and a large front yard. Nothing on the dresser across from the room had red lights of any kind. In fact, nothing in the room had red lights at all. Believe me, I searched every possibility because red eyes are just too cliched. I was always afraid in that house, and I had certainly felt that there was a presence there, but I always felt that to some extent. I have run over this over and over in my mind, and I want to believe that there's a logical explanation, but I can't find one. When my parents died, I sold the house, and as far as I know, the people there have never had any problems. I'm not religious, so I don't have a belief in God or the devil, but I do believe that there is good and evil energy, and that there are too many things there uh, that are unexplained. I don't believe necessarily in Ouija boards, but I also don't use one. Anyway, that's her story. So, the red eyes, what do you think? Do you think it has... Let's, let's try to talk this out. Is there a reasonable explanation? She says she checked everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and she has sleep paralysis. And as we've talked about in sleep paralysis cases, uh, it... If you go back and listen to our sleep paralysis, sleep paralysis is when you are awake, but you are paralyzed. You cannot do anything. You are laying there, and most of the time in sleep paralysis cases, you're still dreaming, even though you're awake. Mm-hmm. You're kind of in the middle of being awake and being asleep. So you start... You're, what but- happens is your eyes try to... Uh, gather any light that it can. So it starts trying to make shapes. The, the best way I can describe it is your eyes are open, you're consciously awake, but your brain and your subconscious are also still awake. Right. So you have the two conflicting things going on. Right. Because I can tell you for sure that at least one or two of my episodes were still dreams. Okay. But I was in the room we'll see, awake. And that's, you know what I mean? That's what I was, what I was about to say is... Uh, you're, when you're asleep, or, or your mind is always trying to make familiar shapes. Mm-hmm. Like in mm-hmm. the dark, uh, the little bit of light that you are grabbing, it's trying to make a, a shape that your brain recognizes. And most of the time, people see people. Because, <laughs> right. you know, you've seen in like cartoons, like when they flip on or the flip off the light and they see a person and they flip it back on and it's a mop handle and right. with a hat on top of it. It's because that would be the most, like, you would be like, oh, shit, there's a hat, so there's a person. It's that kind of thing. So it makes me wonder, like, okay, could this be sleep paralysis? But the red, seeing red. Well, she was also awake doing her laundry. It wasn't like she was going through any kind of sleep paralysis Yeah, this wasn't a sleep paralysis. Right. She just saw something odd. Could have been Mothman. You know, I don't know. I don't know the region she's from, but it could have been. Yeah, I mean, didn't he have glowing red eyes? Yep. 
So did the uh, gargoyles from Ghostbusters. Oh. They had glowing red eyes, too. Yeah. <laughs> the gargoyles from Ghostbusters. <laughs> There's only Zool. Yeah, Zool. <laughs> it was the gatekeeper and the, uh, the key master. Yeah, that's terrifying though. I-, I wonder if she's ever had more than just that one experience with the red eyes. The way she sounds like uh, since good old dad started bringing in the Satanism stuff, that's when things started to get weird. Right. She said. Well, she said it was later on mm-hmm. when she had a kid and everything. I don't know. It's yeah that she had the experience. That is a weird aspect though. The the Satanism part mm-hmm. of it. Man, you don't want to bring that kind of stuff in. Come on, yeah. man. You start diving into those, man, you're asking for trouble. <laughs> Gotta fight the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kristen, do you want to read us your story? Tell us who it's from and everything? Yeah, yes. Okay, this is from Instagram, the underscore comic underscore smithy. It says, I've got a ghost story. In the mid-90s, my mom and dad let me let my sister's ex-boyfriend move in with us. My sister was gone and her ex, Bill, was a nice kid and needed a place to crash for a few months. They decided the game room downstairs in our old house was big enough for both of us, with two twin beds and plenty of room to spare. We hadn't used a game room in years, so it was settled that we would share a space and have a bachelor pad in the basement together. After my sister left, Bill and I had become close friends, and over the course of their relationship and thereafter... We had a huge room. I took the bed on the stage on the far wall, and Bill took the bed across the room on the opposite wall. We had an old-school TV and a VCR and cable. We had some badass posters and art. Bill was slightly older than me and had experience with girls and always had good advice. He was like my big brother and close friend. It was great. One night, we had shut down everything and gone to bed pretty late. About midnight, the room being in the basement became absolutely pitch dark at night. Very quiet and always kind of cool. It seemed like I was having trouble sleeping that night. I was up a lot, tossing and turning. I had finally dozed off and everything seemed great until I heard Bill sit bolt upright from his bed. My back was to him and I was covered up pretty good, but I was awake now. My eyes were open, but I didn't move. I just listened. The room had gone from quiet and peaceful to a subtle menacing feeling. It seemed to have permeated everything. My eyes started back and forth in the darkness. I was listening intently. I began to turn my head to ask Bill, what the fuck's going on, bro? When I heard Bill call out, who's there? He stammered a bit. My eyebrow arched. That was alarming. Before I could turn around, I heard him again. Whoever that is, I have a gun and I'm not afraid to use it. He wasn't convincing. At least I knew better, and the fact that our pad had no exit, no door, no place to make a hasty retreat if someone was in the only door in or out. Then it was going to be me and Bill versus whoever it was. Either way, in that situation, you can claim to be as brave as you like. But when there's no way out but for the door being blocked by someone intent on doing you harm, your adrenaline spikes. Mine did. I set up too and struggled for a few seconds to get a bearing on the situation. I cleared my throat. I reached down beside my bed for the big Rambo knife I kept at my nightstand. The drawer rattled a bit and I finally caught sight of who, or at this point, what Bill was talking to. I would be remiss to not remind you, dear reader, that I don't spook easily. I'm rational and calm and I don't believe in boogeymen, I don't believe in demons or hokey, but when I saw that night was haunted by my memory ever since, it turned me from a skeptic into a skeptical believer. I have no idea what I was actually seeing. At this point I'd like to describe the actual doorway. The only doorway into our room, it was small by comparison to most modern doors or entryways. When that house was built, the duct work from the furnace cut across the top of that entryway making it significantly smaller than most doors, at least by six inches. I was about six feet at the time, and I had a duck to go through it. But filling that entire door entry was a nebulous black cloud. 
It was blacker than the room with the lights out. I could see its form even in the dark. It was hazy, even more so because the room was dark. So if there were no more details, I couldn't see them. But I lurched back in alarm, pressing myself in terror against the wall beside my bed. Jesus H. Christ, I remember shouting. Because amidst that haze, the black, cloudy, humanish form were two very bright, evil-looking eyes. Not an entire eyeball, just two points of vibrant red that cut through the darkness and filled me with horror. I was scared. I may have pooped a bit, but it turns out there's actually a level of fright worse than abject horror. Because those two red points turned to me and stared to me at fear for a few seconds and I nearly blacked out. But just as they spotted me, they turned again to acknowledge Bill once more and continued to turn all the way around to face the hallway. They disappeared into the blackness that made up its body and vanished. The thing then moved down the hallway, turned toward the furnace room and melted through the door. Leaving a stunned silence, I could hear both of our hearts pounding. I reached for the light and turned it on and Bill, normally a healthy Italian brown skin tone, was pale and sickly looking. He looked white, white as snow. We didn't say anything, but holding my knife, we both scrambled for the door and bolted down the hallway and up the stairs into the living room. I think it took guts, though, for him and I run through that hallway, an entryway where that thing was just standing, blocking us in, and I had a knife still, as though that could have helped. But we bolted like frightened rabbits or spooked deer, scrambling up the stairs. I don't even remember the run up the stairs, but remembered. But all I remember is the hallway, then panting in the living room, both of us freaked out beyond description. We still talk about that night when I run into him from time to time. So what do you think? Do you think this is a uh, sleep paralysis? Because this is, if I was to put money on this one, as as spooky as it sounds and terrifying, but they both saw it. That's that's the other thing. I need right. to make that point real quick before I, I would have, if it was just him or just the roommate, I would have been like, that's a sleep paralysis case. But they both saw it. Right. And they I, were both freaking out. They were both arming up and, and getting ready to defend themselves. Seeing red eyes, yeah. you know, and, you know, as terrified as they were, they went through the only exit to right. get to bolt out of there. It, it makes it sound like they, it, that was their only exit, too. Like, yeah. They didn't have a choice. So, uh, what do you think? I mean, is this... Oh, and then man. I'm not trying to debunk any ghost stories or, or paranormal. They're unknown. Like, right. it's just something that happened to all of us. And I would like to be able to say, you know, this is what it is. But I'm also trying to be like, well, this is why. That's why I'm like, oh, it could be sleep paralysis, but they both had it. You don't, I don't think sleep paralysis is something that's shared between. <laughs> and you, you can't blame any kind of narcotic because people don't hallucinate the same thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. You know, so. The exact same thing. Right. The exact same thing. You might be able to, like, mass hysteria kind of say, like, Oh my God! There's a person standing there, and then you're, the other person's like, "Oh, you're right!" Like, <laughs> you know, you might be able to tr- trick someone, but it it sounds like they both kind of had it at the same time, and right. they just both kind of bolted out of there, which is rational, you know. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Someone's standing in my doorway with red eyes. I I'll fucking run through their ass. But um, an- another story with red eyes, though. Yeah, that's yeah, that is true. Know. Two yeah. two in a row. Right, we're two first. What do you think, Kristen? I was kind of shocked whenever I read that it had red eyes. I, I you know, I, it didn't even because the first one I thought, oh, that is, she's right, it's a little cliche. But then the second one, it was like red eyes, and I was like, mm. you know, I wonder how many cases of of uh, paranormal activity like people actually claim with the red eyes thing. I can tell you, I have never had in the few little cases that I've personally witnessed, they did not have red eyes. 
I have. It was an alarm clock staring me in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the scariest monster of them scariest all. Scariest monster the of them all. alarm clock. Waking up at five o'clock knowing I had to be up at seven going, I fucking hate you. <laughs> You're a scary bastard. Um, how I about- blinked. I thought it was going to be at least three. <laughs> how about we take a quick break and when we come back we will listen to some other podcasters tell us their stories. Ooh, no reading. <laughs> we'll be right like back. Like you'd have to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. Uh, I want this no reading clause in my contract. That Me too. Nice. That was so oh, hard. Yeah, I didn't ask for that. No. One of our sponsors today is LaFawn Magazine, a magazine that's created by Tony Bologna. Tony Bologna is haunted by the angry spirit of his past life, LaFawn, and he's selling these magazines to raise money to afford a proper exorcism. Proper exorcisms are not cheap, and we implore you to please help this man rid himself of LaFawn by supporting his fledging artistic venture. LaFawn Magazine is fiction, art, and humor writing printed on chemically treated paper that takes decades to decompose in the ground. So direct your internet browser to LaFawnMagazine.com, L-E-F-A-W-N-M-A-G-A-Z-I-N-E.com. You can snag issues one through four as well as other supernatural gifts. If you have a smartphone, you can follow Tony Bologna and LaFawn Magazine on Instagram at LaFawnZine. LaFawn also has a Twitter page that you should follow at LaFawn Magazine. Also, use the hashtag LaFawn because, you know, no one else is. You could be the first. Please stop talking for the rest of your days. LaFawn Magazine. Hey there, fellow podcast fans. Do you love comic books and especially Swamp Thing? Get out of the bayou. So do we. Come check out the Parlopod Show, the world's only podcast dedicated to the muck-encrusted mockery of a man himself, Swamp Thing. This is some serious arcane audio. We also have a sister show, Splurch, where we dive into the world of comics and all the crazy aspects of life. Give us a listen at Parlopod.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, our YouTube YouTube channel, visit our site, parlapod.com, and consider supporting our Patreon for some really cool rewards and exclusive content. Check us out on podcastradionetwork.net every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Join the conversation on Twitter by following at Parlapod. We'll see you in the swamps. swamps. And we are back, and we are going to get right into it with a story, a paranormal story. From one of the guys at the Weird With You podcast. So we're going to listen to him explain his story. Hey, this is Santiago from the Weird With You podcast. You can find us on Twitter at weird underscore with you. And you can listen to us where pretty much you can listen to any podcast. My ghost story is a little bit of a weird one. It's not really scary. Um... It's an experience that happened to my mom, actually. So our family's from South America, and when she was living down there way before I was born, uh, she found out that she had a really nasty allergy to ants uh, because she was bitten, and it sent her to the hospital, and she almost died. Uh, and she told me that when she was in the hospital, she had this weird experience where there was a bright white light, and she saw her grandfather, who had passed away, and her grandfather spoke to her and told her that 
she wasn't ready to go yet. And she survived. But she told me that ever since then, she's had these weird experiences. Um, she's seen stuff that other people haven't seen. Uh, once we were on a highway and she saw a white horse in, in like the middle of the highway. Uh, and nobody else saw it. But she did. So um, to preface this, my mom isn't actually the type of person to make this shit up normally I'd be more skeptical about these kinds of stories, but coming from her, even she seems a little uh, cautious about telling people or even telling me uh, about it because of the way that it would be perceived, I think, um, which actually kind of makes me think that uh, whether or not they're paranormal experiences, this is something that she experienced. But the story is as follows. Uh, years later, she had moved to Canada. Uh, I think this was still just before I was born. And uh, they were living in a house here in Toronto. And she was having a dream. Uh, and then her dream, she describes it as like it became something that wasn't a dream. Basically, what happened is in the in this we'll call it a vision, I guess. Um, somebody knocked at the door, rang the doorbell. And so my mom went downstairs thinking who the hell is here in the middle of the night. Um, and it was my mom's cousin, uh, who lives in South America. So she was very surprised and she said, what the hell are you doing here? Well, it's great to see you, but why are you here? And he put up his hand and he said, I'm just here to say goodbye. And they talked for a moment, and then he left. Uh, and that morning when she woke up, she found out that the day before, he had been at a beach, and someone was drowning uh, out in the ocean. And he had dived in to save them. Uh, and, and he managed to save them, but when he got to shore, he was having a heart attack, and he passed away that night just before my mom was visited by him in a completely different country, thousands of miles away. That's spooky. But I've heard of cases like this. Where people dream of, like, dead relatives before they find out they're actually yeah, dead. Uh, yeah, this, is, this seems very common. Like, people, it's, I, you know, do you, what, do you feel like this, this is a real phenomena? Oh, absolutely. You hear too many stories about it happening. Stories like this. Maybe they are really close. Well, okay. Do and they say that people who are really close like that, that they have to, you know, almost like... Say their goodbyes. Say their goodbyes, and mm -hmm. they have they come in contact with each other. Like, whenever my grandmother was passing away, or my great-great-grandmother was passing away, I remember sitting in her room, and she was reaching up for people that had been passed away for years mm -hmm. and she was calling out to them. So, I mean, I feel like whether you're dying or you're alive and that, you know, vice versa, kind of like the alive getting to the dead or the dead getting to the alive. Like if you really want to get to them, then I don't know, you're... hopefully they'll get to you in some manner or some way. Now he said that the day or it could have been her subconscious, you know? Yeah. Well, he did say the it was the day before mm -hmm. like his, his, the the cousin passed away from a heart attack and then that night before she had actually found out she, that's when she had the dream yeah i don't know i mean it 
I would like to. I don't know. That one's a weird. It's a weird feeling. It kind of it made the hairs on my arm stand up when because I knew where it was going as soon as he was like, and the cousin was at the other side of the world, and right. I was like, oh no, and he passed away. Yeah, yeah, that's spooky. That's a really, really. I'd hate. I wouldn't. <laughs> if any of you die, don't come visit me and say bye. Just. That's too creepy. I don't want to have I'm doing it out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, I already have several people I'm going to haunt after <laughs> I die, so I'm going to leave you out off the list for now. <laughs> Maybe I'll stop by and knock something over once in a while, but that's about it. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. And this is from one of the guys at Everything is Awesome podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and read his uh, his experience. Hello, Jeff here from Everything is Awesome and Pretty fucked up. <laughs> hmm. Jeff here. Hey, oh, he has it J E F E with the little thing over the E. Oh yeah. How, is that Jeff still? Hefe. Hefe? Not over the J It's over the E. Over the E at the end. Oh, it would be Hefe? That's what I'm thinking, Hefe. I don't know. I'm not a linguist. Anyway, continue. It says um Hello. Jeff here from Everything is Awesome with Jeff and KC and Shattered Worlds RPG. My stories are mostly UFO related, although I did live in a couple of places with some mild ghostly activities. When I was 15, I was rolling in a car with three friends driving down a street near my house late at night. The street cuts through the forest of Douglas Fear, so F-I-R? Fear? Fur. Fur. Douglas Fur? Yeah, Douglas Fur. It's a tree. What? Yeah, it's a tree. It's a plant. A Douglas fir is a tree. It says driving cuts through a forest of Douglas firs. Douglas firs? Yeah, Douglas firs. It's a tree. They should have put firs. Douglas fir. So there's just a narrow strip of sky between the trees. The driver said something about a weird light and started slowing down. We all craned our necks out to see what it was. Something bolted out of the stars in a triangle shape going the same direction at us, just a bit faster. We could tell it was triangular because the stars disappeared as it passed between us and them. Eventually it passed silently away and the stars came back as bright as ever. We were freaked out. It caused intense fear in me, not sure about the others. None of us talked about it for years. The first time I spoke about it, it was with a guy who was conducted a longitudinal study at the local healthcare clinic. I was the only person who showed up, which was really weird. After I did the test or whatever, he asked me if I had even seen a UFO. Then he gave me a book, Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. Weird. Years later, I was married and living in, a, in Birmingham, Washington, a port city with a naval shipyard and a nuclear substation fairly close by. We were lying on the roof watching the stars, seeing satellites range across the sky. Then something thrummed in our direction. Weird noises we couldn't associate with anything we'd heard. Something was flying closer to us about the level you'd expect a helicopter. But as it came close, it was silent. Once again, that weird, freaked-out feeling returned. A couple years after that, I started seeing what I thought were skydivers, red dots appearing out of the blue sky, spreading from a central point like out of a blimp or a plane or something, but invisible at my position on the ground. I didn't tell my wife about it. A few days later, we were behind a house, and I noticed the sort of this sort of deal again. I mentioned it to my wife, 
and we drag out the binoculars. She seems excited to view the skydivers. These things were not skydivers. As best as I can describe, they were blue and red dots that separated from a central point, flew around a bit, and then rejoined the other one or two dots, and then we saw what looked like fire shooting out of the side of the dots. As it happened, it seemed to push the dot toward the other. As the fire came out from a different direction, it seemed to change color from blue to red to green. Eventually, the dots dipped down behind the trees and went away. The ghost things were freaky, but fairly insubstantial. A ghost of a little boy above my room, whining. A malevolent presence in my house near a creek. Then two sightings, more like feelings, although for a second I thought I could see her, where I popped out of bed completely alert with a woman's soft voice in my head and a presence passing through me and across the basement, including through my dresser. It can't have been too scary because my dog didn't bark or snarl or anything. That's it for now. Ciao. His his experiences are more UFOs, and maybe one day we will do a full UFO episode. So if anyone has UFO kind of experiences, email those and we'll start collecting them for maybe a future episode like that. How about that? Sounds like a lot of fun. So what do we think of, what did he have, three, four different sightings of of weird dots in the sky? Yeah, I'm kind of curious to know where he lives, where he gets all these sightings, because I'm over here like, come on. Well, he said Washington, right? By the Naval? Was that that near Washington, Uh, that everything was going down? You know, I'd like to, maybe. (laughs) Right, right. Because... Tyler, what do you know? What happens out there at the I knew this was coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it he was, well, could have been them testing out. I mean, right. Yeah, out there, especially if it. there is a naval station nearby. Yeah. That is spooky, though. I mean, it's really weird that he keeps seeing them, too. Like, what mm-hmm. if it's one of those situations where they're watching him? You know what I'm saying? Coming back and... They're watching him because he's watching them? Kind of. Like, well, the reason he's seeing them so often is because they're... They're staying pretty alert on him. Mm, you know be. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's stories about people who seem to be like they feel like they're being picked on by things, right? You know, who's to say that the government can't pick on him for whatever reason? Right. Well, let's listen to another experience from the guys from My Thing Can Beat Your Thing podcast. Tell their paranormal story. Hey, Secret Transmission Pod, it's your friends from My Thing Can Beat Your Thing, a show in which we each pick a thing and then debate about which thing could be which thing. Phil and Nick. Nick, say hi. Hello. We saw on Twitter that you guys wanted some spooky ghost stories, so we figured that we would share some of the scarier moments of our childhood with you guys, and if you want to use it, have a good time. I've already wasted 22 seconds. (laughs) So for me, uh, this was maybe 10 years ago or so, I was laying in bed. Very sleepy, getting ready for bed. My eyes were heavy. I had the, you know, the sand in my eyes that said it was time to go night-night. So I was laying down, you know, that kind of drifting into sleep. Your memory is starting to go, but, yeah. you know, it, it's time for night-night, basically. Mm-hmm. So just as I was about to fall asleep, I felt a strong, just forceful tug on my leg. And my leg literally physically moved, pulled the covers off of me. And scared me back to just complete full alertness. Adrenaline pumping. It was. And, you know, I, w- I was terrified that this ghost just got in my room while I was sleeping, yanked on my leg. And it was something that really messed with me for a while. And then it happened again and again and again. And I was like, oh, I, I have restless leg syndrome. <laughs> so then I went and saw a doctor. Oh, okay. So d- did the doctor perform an exorcism? 
and the ghost. He did. Oh. A recklessism. Oh, very funny. Thank you. That's cute. That's a good story. I, however, have a real ghost story. This is something that, that actually happened to me. It's not it's not a reckless leg syndrome. Sorry. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I lived in Scotland briefly when I was five years old. And we lived in this, this older house. It was three stories. It was a pretty big house. And uh, the backyard just opened up into sort of like a green belt. So it was just like forest, uh, you know, river, all that. And being kids, of course, the first thing that we did is we went out and just explored the green belt and we found this sort of like chain link fenced in box, but there wasn't like any inside, anything inside it, like no electrical equipment or anything. And my brother told me, he was like, you know, that was where the demon in the forest brings its victims, traps them and murders them. Uh, and we went back to the house and, uh, we had a window from our bedroom that we could see the backyard and. They told me at night you can see the demon in the forest, red glowing eyes every single night. Uh, and I remember that night I just went out to my bed and I looked out the window and I could see the, the red eyes. I could see them glowing there, staring at me and knowing. And I was immediately terrified and I never ba- went back into that forest. And then lo and behold, my brother told me 20 years later, there was actually brake lights from the parking lot all across the street on the other side of the mm. green belt. Not actually a demon of the forest. Spooky. Yeah. Anyway, we love your show, guys. Bye. Bye. So the restless leg syndrome. First, let's so, let's tackle that one. So we have restless leg syndrome and you, um, you know, a parking lot. I, uh, I I was thinking that he was gonna just be like, oh, you know, I never found out what was it. Just stopped, and I was gonna uh, associate it with like when you have those falling dreams. Oh yeah, and your leg shakes. Well, like your whole, you know, when you when you fall and you're like, oh, you like your whole body right. like gets it freaks out, right? And you tense up. I was I was thinking like maybe he was having a dream, but then he was like, no, restless leg syndrome. Which that's that's crazy that you know he was like, I'm gonna go to the doctor about this instead of being like oh there's a ghost right i don't know i thought that was interesting but what about the brake lights you know in his original story he never once said that they came across an empty parking lot what do you mean lot while telling the story oh. you know they just came across that chain link fence with the the closed off chain link fence with nothing in it so you think the brother's kind of misremembering and just being like, oh, yeah, that's that's why that was happening. Yeah, or he's jacking with them, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so many red eyes tonight. They could all just I be know, brake lights. I know, right. <laughs> you know, that's a good point because brake light. well, okay, I, I'm not trying to dismiss anyone, but brake lights, someone could tap their brake lights just trying to slow down before they make a turn or something, and then the car is gone and there's no evidence of it, you know? Like, yeah, but most brake lights now have the third dole light there yeah but like if if you're seeing like a reflection off right. of it like it, it doesn't matter where it's at like it's gonna reflect in your window it's gonna reflect you know in all kinds of places i don't know what do you think again i've never seen red red eyes so that's that is so far what three stories mm-hmm. three stories have had red eyes yeah yeah spooky well let's take a real quick break and when we come back uh Kristen's going to read another story from the comic Smithy on Insta- from Instagram. And I hope she butchers it. <laughs> we will be right back. <laughs> you have selected Shuffle. Hi, I'm Woody. Hey, I'm George. And I'm DJ. 
And we're the hosts of The Shuffle Pod. We're a podcast that takes a shallow dive into deep topics. We cover everything from the zombie apocalypse to chemtrails. And what Woody looks like in a thong. <laughs> you can find us at theshufflepod.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Prepare to confiscate the human's possessions. Possessions secured. Prepare the probe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a hot second. No need for a probe, man. Why are you doing this anyway? To learn from your account. And to obtain your container of treasures. Container of treasures? Oh, you mean my cryptid crate? Yes, the cryptid crate you possess. We desire it. We've discovered it to be populated with many objects we find most incredible. Correct. The objects in this container cannot be produced on our home planet. Well, you don't have to abduct people to get your own cryptid crate. Elaborate. Just go to cryptidcrate.com and sign up. On the first of each month, a new box filled with amazing cryptozoology-themed items will come to your mailbox, or spaceship. Allow us to show appreciation to you, human, for this invaluable information. Yeah, sure thing. Does this mean you're going to take me back to Earth? <laughs> Not exactly. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you removed the alien anal probe out of the story, and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. And we are back, and Kristen is going to read another tale from the Instagram user, the underscore comic underscore smithy. This story is the second shadow being I saw. The tale I just submitted was the third time to my memory of seeing this entity. The second story took place a few years before the last tale, in the mid to late 80s by my reckoning. When we first moved into that house, where the last tale took place, either way... I'd like to point out that the timeline may be hazy due to the extreme stretches of time that both these stories took place. But in essence, the events are, to the best of my poor memory and knowledge, entirely true and correct besides the obscure timetables. Now, on to the story. When we first moved into our new house, my parents hadn't yet bought my sister and I two separate beds yet. We were moving from the country to the city and my parents weren't yet entirely settled in. And I believe at this time, my dad hadn't found a good job yet. Hence why my sister and I shared a bed in the room at this point. I can't remember the details surrounding this setup, but we had a dog back then, an amazing, smart, lovable, faithful, loyal dog. His name was Jiggs, but he was pure, black, and part collie, so he was very protective of my sister and I. He would often slip into our bed and sleep at our feet at night. That night, my sister and I were asleep. Jen, my sister, sat up because she had to go to the bathroom. I remember it woke me up. I heard her patting the bed and saying here Jigsy when I opened my eyes to look she had her hand out to Jigs laying at the feet and feet of the bed and looked up at us 
Now the door was open to the hallway. We had a nightlight plugged in so we could see into the hall to the bathroom. And the light spilled softly into our room. And because of the position of the door and the light, it would stream across the foot of our bed. Jiggs was laying there in the soft light. I'd also like to say that sometimes an animal's eyes look strange in certain light. They glow and look bizarre. But because it's an animal, sometimes you don't really pay attention to that detail. Or you just take it for granted that a dog's eyes do strange things and it's somewhat normal. Either way, his eyes glowed a bit, kind of reddish but vibrant. I chalked it up to his eyes catching the night light in the hall. And since Jiggs was pure, midnight black, and a big fluffy fur ball of a dog, it wasn't all that strange that he was a pile of obscure black haze. And just waking up, I hadn't thought any of this looked off or out of place. That is, until Jiggs looked up at Jen and myself, and then he looked out of the hallway, and the sound we heard from downstairs at the basement of the stairs. Jiggs collars jingling. I want you to think about that for a moment. Let that sink in. We both turned to look out into the hall and toward the staircase, his collar jangling, his paws and claws tapping on the wooden steps. Jiggs wasn't in bed with us. He was downstairs keeping coal and slate tiles by the front door at register with me and my sister at the exact same time, our heads whipped back down to our feet, to our dog laying in our bed, which wasn't there anymore. Whatever was laying in our bed, my sister and I both saw this dog laying there. We both saw its eyes. We both saw it turn to look at my sister. We both saw it do the exact same thing. And we both saw Jiggs walk into our room and hop up on our bed. Whatever it was, was gone. And we both still remember that night and talk about it when we bring up our stories we had from growing up in that house. What do you think of that one? That one's pretty creepy. Just, okay, I mean, it's a normal thing. Like, we have two cats. Right. Did you choose only red eye stories? Was there red eyes in that one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I must have missed that. I read it. I don't... <laughs> was there red eyes? How does everybody only have red eyes? I don't know. They, this is what was sent in to us. Uh, but yeah, I mean... Okay, I've had... I've had our cats jump in the bed with us. And... Uh, Evil beings. <laughs> and you know what? You know, let me add to that. Because we just recently had a cat pass away... That I've had for seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. Just I've had her since she was a kitten. She could fit in one hand. Well, she was really sick. And the night uh, before she got... Or the night... I can't remember. It's, it's been a couple of months now. But the night that uh, she got really sick... Uh, or, or like... She, basically, she she wouldn't get up. She would just lay there. The night before. But the night before that started happening, I swear she was in the bed with me. That's why I was like, "There's not. why is something wrong with her? She was just in the bed with us last night. Mm-hmm. So I may have even had a little kind of experience like that. I don't right. know. I mean, she, was, she stayed alive for three or four more days. But I, I still remember being like, there's no way. She was just in the bed. How did, some, how did she just get sick like that overnight? Right. Um, but, I mean, that's freaky. That's very freaky to have something... Jump in the bed with you. You've had a uh, experience with something sitting. Mm-hmm. That one's freaky, Kristen. Yeah. So after my mom had passed away, um, we had first moved into this house, and I was facing—I don't know my direction. So I was facing towards the backyard. Is all I know. So I wasn't facing towards anybody else. South. So You're south. south. And. Uh, I, well, first I wasn't, I now I know. I, at first I was not facing south. First I was facing the opposite way. North. <laughs> so I was facing north 
And then as soon as I faced, um, I was going to turn over, I was facing south, and then I felt something sit on the side of my bed, and I felt something put their hand on my back. And even though that it was, um, just like almost like an imprint, like in, I was dreaming at the same time, so I could almost like see that it was like my mom. And she was like sitting down and putting her hand on my back. But at the same time, my subconscious was feeling just someone sit and indent the bed. And then like nothing ever else happened. Like I didn't have a dream after that or I didn't have a nightmare or anything. Like I kind of woke up and was like something was just sitting right next to me. And But that's that's a weird feeling, right? I mean I I mean Especially when it's something really unknown, like... It's really weird whenever you want that feeling. That's what's so weird is whenever you... You know, a lot of people, like, I'll say this, like... I never say, well, I want to be encountered by a ghost. Or I want to be, you know, I don't want to have that ghost experience. And I don't want a ghost to walk through my house. But, like, when you have that feeling that it may be your loved one, and that may be, like, your chance of seeing them again or feeling them again, like... Even though, like, you're scared, like, by, like, your mind's scared and it doesn't know what to really do, but, like, your heart's going, God, please just let me see this person, let me feel this person, and, like, let me live through this so that I can just enjoy this moment. Right. Because I think I was having just a hard time, like, health-wise, and so I think my, I think that's whenever I had a fever and I was, like, I had gotten sick and, like my arthritis had really kicked in and I think that's whenever I felt like her sit down and my bed like imprinted. That's how weird it was. It was almost like I could feel my bed sink in. And like when the cats jump up there, you can feel it sink in a little bit, but it wasn't like that. It was almost like a whole human a body full person, not just sit down mm-hmm. next to me and sank and like leaned over me. And I was just like, okay. And, and that's what was really weird. Is like when you re- experience a ghost, you're super terrified, but at this point, I was like calm and like that's great. I'm I'm happy. I'm content. And well, you, okay. And I think I've talked about the, my experience once uh, on on our show. Uh, I had a friend that had recently passed away, and I don't remember what woke me up, but he was leaned in. And and this is I don't know. If, I, I I'll say it was a dream because I don't think I was awake. But it, I, hell, I could have been. I could have been having a sleep paralysis moment and and been halfway awake and halfway asleep. But I've had that experience where a, a very very close friend of mine had passed away, and I woke up. And this is like a day or two after after it had happened. And uh, he in this dream or experience, he was leaned up against my nightstand, and he was talking to me. And I was trying to look up at him, and he kept telling me, "No, don't look at me. Just, just keep looking down." So, and I, I in my dream, I'd never looked up. I could see like, because how I was facing and how I was looking, all I could see was his waist and his hands, like leaned up against my nightstand. And uh, he made fun of me, just like he would. He was like, "You're still fat." Like he said, like things that I would expect him to say. Mm-hmm. And he's and and it's really cliche, but he was like, "Just don't worry, everything's cool." And then I had something really weird, which I had to look this up later. Uh, I, there was a super bright flash of light. 
and this sound. It woke me up, and I sat straight up out of bed. Kristen was in the next room. Uh, actually, she had fell asleep on the couch, and I was in the bedroom in the dark, complete dark. And it, it woke me up. I sat up out of bed, and my heart was racing, and I, it terrified me. And uh, like I couldn't even get off the bed. I was I was so like fear strucken. And finally, like I, I had to like sit there for a second and, and let my eyes focus. I could see like lights on underneath the door. And I jumped out of bed and ran to the door. And that's Kristen had left a lamp on. And uh, it was it was terrifying. I mean, it you know it was nice seeing my buddy and stuff, but like it was. It was terrifying, and but I did. I looked it up, and apparently that's a that phenomena is called exploding head syndrome, and that's something that other people have experienced, like the the bright flash and the loud noise. But these experiences are like oh, loved ones, and, mm-hmm. and this is the one that she just read is a ghost or, or something that they don't want. Right, right. I I couldn't imagine that, you know. Let's move on. We will listen to uh, another paranormal story. What's up, guys? This is Kurt Griffin. You might know me as Part-Time Tryhard on Twitter. I'm also the host of the podcast Discovery Show and Short Stories with Captain Kirk. Here are my paranormal experiences. When I was in high school, me and my buddies used to love going to weird and creepy places late at night just to kind of scare the crap out of each other. We'd go to like cemeteries, churches, abandoned buildings, and things like that. But there was three particular places that we used to go to that would really freak us out. One of them was an old abandoned juvenile detention center, complete with the razor wire, flickering street lamps. And inside, there were individual cells, barred windows, old restraint chairs, and the freakiest thing of all was the freaking solitary confinement areas with the padded walls and everything. We never really had anything paranormal happen there in particular, but we stopped going because we found where a bunch of bums had been staying and using hard drugs. We were young and stupid, but we were smart enough to know that if there was people living there and shooting up all the time, it probably wasn't wise for a bunch of kids to be in there. One of the other places that we would frequent was a house in the country that was thought to be the home of a warlock. His yard was fenced off and gated and surrounded by a big wall. But over the wall, you could see all of these ominous statues in his yard. And there were always security cameras that would move as as you were going around his yard. There was one particular statue that had long hair and the legend, long black hair. And the legend was that his wife had died and that he had placed her hair on the statue. I can't confirm or deny that, but that was the, that was the story. We did have a paranormal experience there, though, one night. Um... We saw a car watching us nearby with their lights on and everything as we were looking over the wall. It was there at the end of the street when we pulled up, and as we were looking over the wall and looking at the statues and stuff, one of my buddies said, Hey, wasn't there a car there? And uh, we all looked and were like, Yeah, there was a car there. Well, where did it go? Uh, The street was a dead-end street, and the car would have had to have gone right past us to get out, and it definitely did not do that. We even went to where the car was parked, and we found no tracks or anything. So, needless to say, we were freaked the F out. The last but not least, we used to go to this place that we used to call the Purple Castle, because it was was an old, decrepit building that looked a little bit like a castle, and it had kind of a purplish color to it. Supposedly, there were satanic rituals and sacrifices that were performed there. 
One of the times that we went there, it was super late and it was really foggy night. And me and two more of my buddies were walking. We were about to enter the castle when we all heard a super low gravelly voice say, Hello. We all looked at each other and said, Did did you hear that? And we all said yes. And while we were looking at each other, the voice came back and said, Leave. (laughs) We didn't skip a beat. We booked it as fast as we could from there, and we never went back. Since then, we've all kind of talked about it, and we've tried to get the other to admit that somehow they were the ones talking, but to this day, all of us have the same memory, and no one has confessed to making the voice. Well, hope it wasn't too long, guys. I have a few more if you want to hear them. Just hit me up on Twitter. You guys know where to find me. So we do want to hear those, uh, the rest of those ghost stories, because those are spooky. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll let you go first, because I think you had something to say. I was just going to say, I was waiting for the red eyes, when it, the last story with the cat the purple <laughs> castle. So I was, I was like pointing at Chris, and I was like, Chris, listen, we can say something about And then he threw me off by saying they heard voices. I was like, oh, that's even better. So these stories were so scary, it scared Tyler away. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, he left. <laughs> he had to go. Yeah, he, was, he just took off running. Yep. I don't. He didn't even take his car. He's still running down the road. Yep. But no. Okay. So here's what I want to talk about. So there's some some paranormal kind of experiences that some people have, and with with a uh, like old car. Well, and he didn't really specify the car. He just said a car, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't say an mm-hmm. old car, right? That's the one I want to t- touch on first. So on that one, there's a a popular like belief that there's ghostly time slips. So it's not really a ghost like what we would think as like ooh and Scooby Doo like. Yeah, it's just uh, okay. Mandela. Here's our Mandela per episode. It's kind of a Mandela effect. Like, okay, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. So like the time slip would be like, um, let's say it's a car from the 70s. Okay. Okay. And let's just say this is happening in 2017. For a brief moment, there's something happens in the timeline to where we overlap, and you can see a glimpse of another car there, and then it goes away real quick. In in the ghost what hunting cars world, cars carry ghosts. Ooh? I mean, oh, well, yeah. I mean, possessions. A lot of times, uh, ghost experiences are, are like because um, if you can experience it in a house, well, like you... the Annabelle doll, you know, like. It's a possession. It's an item. It's but something. what if that's like a carrier for ghost? It could and be. And then once yeah. you bring it home, then that ghost enters your house. It, it is a popular belief that entities can can fetter themselves to an object, right? And haunt that object. And if you bring it into be your home, it can haunt me, your home. I will enter a fucking object, and I will haunt your ass till the end of time. And I will sell that object at a garage sale for two ninety nine. As long as you send me to a house full of pirates, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Make it an object that he can't live without, like his glasses or phone. A comic. A yeah, comic book. A comic book, yeah. A very, a very, very fucking rare comic yeah, book that that's never like 50 cents. And yeah. he'll be like, I had to have it. And I'll be like, bitch, I'm back. It's like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. bitch. But, like, you know, what if, what if the car uh, thing... It, okay, let's just say it's a Mandela thing. First off, like it was there. Something happened in the timeline. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I've said it in our Mandela episode a long time ago. Mandela can explain everything if you want it to. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, okay, so I will tell you this. So it's I wouldn't say it's really like a ghost story. Well, I mean, I guess it could be, but it's at the same time it's not. So 
Um, I may have mentioned, I don't know, whenever we had our ghost story thing a long time ago, I may have mentioned it, but we used to play hide and go seek in a cemetery. We, my dad used to go to an auction in Oklahoma all the time. And so the kids, like, while our parents are in there doing their auctioneering and selling their belongings or whatever, all the kids would go over into the, um, cemetery and we play the Oli Oli Oxen Free, mm-hmm. uh, hide and go seek. And we'd go over there and we'd look at people's um, pictures on their graves and everything. Well, the big thing was is that we would that we would um, play hide and go seek. And whenever it started getting to be dusk, um, there was a little building in the graveyard that was once considered the Girl Scouts mm-hmm. little club thing. Well, at night, whenever you were playing, uh, we were playing hide and go seek. You could see a light, and it was by the Girl Scouts little building, but there was no light. And nowhere, no matter where you went or you tried to like find the light, like there was no like street light or a little lamp or anything. It was just a light that shined by the Girl Scouts thing. Hmm. It was almost, I, I mean, it was really creepy, really weird. And I mean, eventually we quit playing there and we started going to more crazier shit at other auction <laughs> sites like who can survive like i had a friend who who played who could survive under the train jesus yes <laughs> and they would lay on the train tracks as the train went by oh fuck this that. four trains lowered their trains because of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean this is whenever i was like probably like six years old and my f- sister's friends were like nine and crazy and demolitionist but I mean, we'd play light as a feather, stiff as a board, in the freaking pastures. I mean, we, um, so I will say this. I totally freaking forgot this until just now. So at that same auction that this kid used to climb underneath the train and everything, we had this lady who was called Granny. And everybody knew her around the auction as Granny. You'd go to the concession stands and Granny would be standing there and she'd always wear a muumuu around. Uh-huh. It didn't matter what time of the day. The lady was wearing a muumuu. One year, Granny passed away. Well, they still kept her house, which was right next to the auction building. And even though she passed away, we still went over there and we'd sit on her swing and we'd swing. Well, one time as kids were passing by there, God, I wish me and my sister, my sister would probably remember this. We were passing by there and the swing was just swinging. Well, Granny used to sit on the swing with the local auction auction kids and just sit there and talk and swing. But when you pass by it, the swing would be swinging like, you know, like a porch swing, Yeah. but uh-huh. only it was out in the yard. It'd be swinging and kids were, <laughs> would go up and still sit on it. I mean, we, because we knew granny, but right. like everybody always said, Oh, that's just granny over there swinging in her swing. <laughs> Even with no wind or anything Even around. With no wind, Ugh. no lights, mm. no nothing. This bad boy would be swinging. Nice. I why, like it. why do ghosts have to be so fucking creepy? First off, like, well, why do they have to intentionally do things that are going to creep maybe, people? Maybe out? they think we're being creepy. <laughs> I think. I think. Why that are they some staring at me on the swing? Continue right. to live their lives and do their favorite things. Well, okay, and that goes back to me talking about the uh, the time slips. Like, what if th- she was living in an alternate, not an alternate timeline, like, but she's li- reliving her timeline. And we're just seeing... Or she's like, stuck in a pattern. Yeah, something like, you know... In the paranormal world, they call that residual energy. Right. It's energy in an object that it doesn't really know it's a ghost. It's just energy. Right. 
and they they can they think they can explain some of the events in a haunting as that. It's just your energy going through the motions of what happened in the past. Right. So it hmm. could just be that. She could, and maybe, her energy just could be yeah. swinging back and forth on that and swing. And maybe she liked hanging out with the kids. Right. And she had such a big deal with the kids. I mean, she, I mean, God, you should have seen this woman. She was so lovey-dovey, like, white-haired little old lady and glasses just walking around loving every kid that was in that auction no matter who you were what color anything and then so when she passed away all of us kids were so sad i mean i remember crying and when my dad had to tell me granny's passed away and then all the my the older siblings they're all like oh my gosh you know because we go to her house and we go get cookies and Mm -hmm. i mean all kinds of stuff and so when we'd sit there in her house and swing and then she was not there no more and it was super dark i mean it was it was scary but at the same time it was kind of like comforting you know like you got you knew that person that was swinging that swing so you weren't so scared of it because you were like oh well i know who that is right that's the sweet old woman that used to walk around the auction playing Mm. with all the kids right and i think that's why a lot of people can handle ghosts is because they think positive of that aura or whatever it be or that right that spirit. Versus, that spirit versus it being, oh my God, it's automatically a demon or a poltergeist. <laughs> Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, whoever it is walking around your house lived there and they enjoyed that home so much and they had a good family that they stayed there and they came back. Uh, so this is the last story I've got to read and it's from Chris from the More Gooder Than podcast and you can find them on Twitter at capital M-G-T podcast. Which I'm more gooder than them. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently uh, so, not. So here's, <laughs> it, here's his story. This was about 25 years ago. My parents had recently found out they couldn't have any more children. They'd been trying for years to have another baby, but at no avail. They'd been especially hopeful of having a little girl after having all sons. The blow of finding out that hope would never come to fruition was a hard one to take. I was about 10. My brother was 8. It was about 2 to 3 a.m. I heard a little girl singing. It wasn't in English, and I didn't recognize the language. It sounded like it was coming from the living room, but I thought it was the TV or the neighbors and went back to sleep. I woke up the next morning, and my mom and brother both asked if I had heard it too. My mom had gotten up to check what it was, and she saw a little girl in the living room, and the little girl said she was our new sister. My mom ran to get my dad. When she came back, the girl was gone. The girl was never seen or heard by us again. That's spooky. More than one person heard this little girl singing. What do you think about that, Rudy? I'm okay with that. You're okay with it? I'm okay with pretty much anything paranormal. I, that's spooky. Like, that one you can't explain, especially the mom. Okay, first off, you hear it. Mm-hmm. Now, did he say that the brother heard it too? I, I forgot already. I think they I... think they all heard it, according to what the story says. The mom went and saw a little girl. Mm-hmm. Now he he says that it was a different language. I wonder what the little girl looked like. Uh, right now, I know that. How they does said... that say something mean? <laughs> Shut that little girl up. This means I have to divorce her father, and I'm going to be with some Mexican man or <laughs> <laughs> Guatemalan or African man. <laughs> Well, it, it makes you wonder because, like, yeah, there is the, the part where they were trying to have another child, mm-hmm. but it's just weird that it was a different language. And, you know, like, I don't know. There's a lot of weird things well, about that. Well, depending on what kind of different language. Maybe angels have a different language. It was demonic. Maybe satanic. 
it had a deep voice and it was going six six six. I am the alpha. I am the omega. <laughs> it's Toby's favorite song right now. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a, it's a really metal you song. Pl- you better play at the very end of this. At the it's, very end of this. It's a King Eight Ten song yeah, called so. Alpha and Omega. It's it's got such terrible like. I'm uh, only nice and I don't say the first part, which is. Bitch, I am the alpha. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. But it's if you like metal, go listen beat. to it. Um, anyways, <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> oh, that's what this little girl's so singing. My yeah. made me listen to it all day long. <laughs> anyways, I don't know. That's spooky, though. It all is these spooky. are all these are pretty spooky. So if, I like them. If you have any other stories that we can talk about, paranormal or UFO, I want to know. Did they end up having another kid? Oh yeah, that's a good question. Did they have a was daughter? That enough, yeah. Was that enough to spook them out of trying to have another kid? Or did they have another kid? That's that's what I liked about not having people come on and tell us their stories. Because this gives us a lot of questions. Answer Seth. me now. No, <laughs> but if you do have a ghost story or a UFO story, please email us at secrettransmission at hotmail.com. And you know, put the title, the subject line as UFO story or paranormal story or something that way i can start cataloging them and saving them for a future episode or message us on twitter and uh, at secret trans pod and you know find us on the places right <laughs> you know the places all all the places there's places well do you and got- most of them are haunted <laughs> Ooh. haunted by Virtual ghosts. <laughs> virgin ghosts. Virtual. Say. This freaking house is haunted by virgin ghosts. Depends on what house you want to, you know, go to. Well, Toby's house, house is haunted by virgin ghosts going, I need sex. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't know what she's what? talking about anymore. Toby. Oh, am I the ghost in this situation? Apparently yeah. so. <laughs> he puts the ghosts in the house and they're all little virgin ghosts going, I need sex. We're ending this because I don't know what's wall. going on Yeah, anymore. I'm kind of confused now. <laughs> Toby's virgin ghosts are running around here. You don't get it. I know I don't. I'm saying because you're such, let me spell it out for you. You're such a sex fiend that your house <laughs> would be so what <laughs> that your go- your house would be full of virgin ghosts going I need sex. God, I cannot believe I had to spell that out for you. That doesn't sound like a haunted house to me. That sounds does awesome. to me. Sounds fucking spooky I, I'm as a, shit. I'm okay with this. Yeah, I'm okay with, with a bunch of horny ghosts. Yeah. You're like, come here, ghost. <laughs> Have you ever seen the scene in Ghostbusters where Dana Aykroyd? Yeah. <laughs> that's no, all I'll, picture. Yeah, when yeah, I think about yeah. that, when I think about that scene, you know what I think about? 13 ghosts when they're all locked in different rooms. It's like, try me out, bitch, see how it works. <laughs> when that one guy has the fucking chains all over him and everything. All right, say goodbye. <laughs> Let's end this. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Good, goodbye. <laughs> We'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. Like we said earlier, if you have a ghost story, paranormal story, a UFO story, or if you have just a story that can't be explained, please send it to us. Either email secrettransmission at hotmail.com, on Twitter, or Instagram at secrettranspod, or over Facebook. We'd really appreciate it if you'd go rate and review our show on iTunes. 
We do have a Patreon that you can uh, donate to. All we're asking for is a dollar. There's a lot of podcasts out there. We don't want to take all your money. But if you donate a dollar, as soon as we get the uh, stickers printed, we're going to send you some stickers and some, some of the pins. But that's that's the only deal we have on our Patreon right now. If you want to order a shirt, we have a link in the description of the show from our What a Maneuver link. And you can order our t-shirt. And if you would, please tell your friends and tell your family about this show if, if you enjoy it. They can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Satchel, and pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. So every week I've, I've been trying to uh, promote one show from the group that we're a part of called The Dark Myths. And it's a collective of some of the best podcasts. I don't know how we got on there, but... There's every podcast on there is awesome. You can go to darkmyths.org and you can find a ton of great podcasts. But this week, I'm going to suggest a new Dark Myths member, the Monsters Among Us podcast. I know you can listen to them on iTunes because that's where I listen. You can follow them on Twitter at MAU Podcast. That's Monsters Among Us Podcast. You can also find them on Instagram at Monsters Among Us podcast, all spelt out. He kind of does the same thing that we did on this episode, but he does it much better, and he has a bunch of listener-submitted stories and lots of spooky stuff. So this may this episode may have been a little bit of a copy of, of his show. So go check it out, Monsters Among Us podcast. It's a great show, and it's part of the dark myths. Until next week, we hope you come back and listen to us Try to explain the unexplainable. Testing, 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 Toby's microphone, testing, Toby's microphone, testing, 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 Toby, 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 Toby rocks. Give me a test for Rudy. Rudy, 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 what color is this? Yellow. I'm on yellow. My level's good. Am I checking okay? Toby sucks, by the way. It's not true. He does not rock. He sucks. He sucks. Toby sucks. Check, 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 check. Blah, 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 blah. Hello, 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 hello. I'm going to sing this song. And it's I think that's suck. what it is. You don't, you don't talk too, very loud. Why not? I don't know. You, you, you're always... I, I have to boost you quite a bit sometimes. Well, sometimes I need a boost. That's why I take meth. Ha <laughs> Okay, Tyler, give me a check. Check, 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 check. Testing, testing, testing. Check, check, check. I can. Check. What? Testing. Check. I check, think you're check. annoying. You're just silly. Check. All right, Kristen, I need a check. Give me some checks over there, please. Check clothes of Oxia. My name's Kristen, and I suck. But at the same time, I'm kind of silly. <laughs> that, that's good. That's good. Check, 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 check. Keep going. Check, 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 Okay, perfect, 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 perfect. My name's Rudy, and I have a big beard, and I think I'm fucking badass, but I'm really not. Is she talking about me or you? Rudy. She said me. I know she said you, but... My name's Rudy, She thinks she's hurting my feelings, but I've been dead inside for years, so... Okay, I don't feel good. I am... How am I supposed to be the host if you're interrupting me? That was so amazing, look. Okay. Just try not to bump your goddamn microphone. I was like, that wasn't me. (laughs) Tyler! (laughs) (laughs) They're both doing it. Don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Not there. 
a longi- longitudinal longitudinal how do you say that conducted a longitudinal longitudinal conducted a long god damn it why did i pick this one fuck I'm cutting this one out, I think. Okay, wait, I have to know, I have to know something. How does he spell death in Europe? J E F E. That's Hefe in Spanish. Well, and then and then right after it says Jeff J E F F and K C. Well, he's getting Jeff because he wrote Jeff. <laughs> Time to say goodbye, Roger. <laughs>